Big Dumb Movie is a comedic podcast that often contains obscene language and outlandish commentary. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Corey here. So Review Dude Josh and I had recorded a podcast on Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. But due to unfortunate technical issues, I won't be able to release that episode in its entirety. The good news is, I was able to salvage our Three Ninjas movie sequel pitches. So, without further ado, I present to you this bit of insanity. We each have our own pitches. We haven't heard each other's, so I have my own, Josh has his own, and we're just going to kind of read them one at a time, just for fun, each going to do a little pitch and kind of see how it goes. Right, Josh? Exactly. Now, every time we've done this, I've had you go first, and again, for the listeners, I haven't heard his pitch, but Josh, why don't you read it off, let's get going. I want to hear your alternate Three Ninjas movie pitch and title. All right, so if you're familiar with our pitches, you'll know that usually I just have like uh, an elaborate elevator pitch of some sort. So this pitch is Three Ninjas in Space. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's like a, a 50s movie in space. Yes, exactly. Or maybe like a 70s writing off the success of Star Wars, okay. you know, like a suburban commando. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh, it was such a solid film. So I've got it broken down into three acts. Okay. So act one, our opening scene is Snyder, the villain of the first film, escaping prison, who then proceeds to kidnap Grandpa, old Grandpa Eggchen, mm. and then escapes to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> this is some Doctor Evil shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this. I figured this was our last three ninjas pitch, so I decided to throw just everything at the wall, see what oh, sticks. Yeah. So, uh, Snyder begins to force Grandpa into, you know, showing off his ninja moves where he's recording his movements and programming it into robots. And then he's going to take the robots back to Earth and just take over. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with with karate. Karate robots. This is like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, ninja, uh, ninja robots is what I want. So, Act 2 is uh, the three ninjas discovering the plan... Uh, they have a fight with some robot ninja prototypes sneaking around uh, NASA and finding uh, a ninja mech prototype. Because, yeah, I I definitely want the three ninjas in a giant mech a la uh, Power Rangers. This will satisfy the three ninjas fans and weebs. Yes, exactly. And the second act ends with them blasting off to the moon to go rescue grandpa act three begins with them sneaking around the moon base rescuing grandpa a quick fight with snyder before their dad and the fbi because fuck it because obligatory i mean it would be normally the cia <laughs> obligatory the <laughs> fbi shows up storms the moon base <laughs> Serious arrive! Nobody else! Drop your guns! It's over! 
<laughs> Snyder gets away and escapes into his mech. It's a Mecha Snyder. And yes, his mech definitely has a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice touch. Yes, I, I really wanted that. So they get into a nice little mecha fight. It's like the three ninjas with grandpa at the head of it. And eventually they kick kick Mecha uh, Snyder in the balls. <laughs> All, uh, you know, Power Rangers. Yes. When they kick Ivan Ooze in the balls. <laughs> and then eventually Snyder flies off into space like Darth Vader in the first Star Wars movie. And they have a dance number in Zero Gravity. The <laughs> end. I'd like to think that the music that's playing is from Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, the Native American dance. <laughs> exactly, but just Zero Gravity, so everybody's doing backflips. Do you have a name for this masterpiece? Just Three Ninjas in Space. Okay. Uh, it's not Moonraker, Three Ninjas Moonraker. <laughs> Moonraker? I thought about that the whole time I wrote this pitch. That is an excellent pitch, Josh. I love it. I love the space angle. I had a feeling you were going to go that route, although I kind of expected more Vin Diesel appearances <laughs> than we got. I'm not going to say I'm let down, but Vin Diesel wouldn't have hurt. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I thought about that too. All right, so I'm curious to hear your pitch. Okay, well, my pitch is kind of long and rambly, as per usual, so I apologize in advance. I'd say my pitch is kind of like a best of the 90s Three Ninjas crossover. You know, I love crossovers. I do that a lot. Absolutely. All right, so it begins in the home of Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum, our three ninjas. You see them in their room enjoying a normal Saturday night. Colt is jumping on a trampoline. Tum Tum is playing Super Mario 3. Rocky is using his little soup can piece of shit thing to have phone sex with Emily or whatever the fuck he does. And then suddenly, giant portal opens up in their bedroom, sucks them through. And after a few seconds of flashing lights and chaos, they stop. They land, they're confused, they're looking around, and what do they see? The He-Man Woman Haters Club. That's right, Josh, they've just been portaled over to the Little Rascals Clubhouse. <laughs> now, everyone is a little bit scared, no one knows what to do, the three ninjas are just stunned, the little rascals just standing there stunned. Then Spanky makes a sudden move and Colt just panics and hurls a throwing star right into his heart. Spanky falls over dead and then all hell breaks loose, my friend. The three ninjas are now fighting the little rascals and it's just insane. Oh no! My movie spends a lot of time on this fight. Honestly, it's a bloodbath. You see, it turns out that the Little Rascals, they've been supplying experimental weapons technology to the KGB for years. <laughs> this actually explains like how they have that crazy go-kart that they built, the Blur. <laughs> but there's, there's more on that in like a separate prequel movie, so we don't get too heavily in that right here. It's the Three Ninjas Cinematic Universe. <laughs> But suffice to say, in this movie, the fight is pure pandemonium. Lasers are flying everywhere. Rockets are whizzing by. Tum Tum has a jetpack. At some point in this fight, though, Colt starts to get overwhelmed. Like, all the little rascals are stomping him out. And in a rage, he, like, shakes him off. 
and he runs over to Buckwheat and Porky, who aren't even fighting. Like, those two are kind of off doing their own thing to the side. You know, they're just standing there singing their little song. We got a dollar. We got a dollar. But Colt, in his rage, he just runs up and snaps Buckwheat's neck. Like, <laughs> like in one smooth motion. Stops him mid-song. We got a dollar. We got a dollar. We got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey. We got a And everyone just stops. They freeze. Now, it's kind of like, this is the deep cut reference, but if you've ever read the Civil War comic when Goliath gets killed and everyone is just like standing there like, what have I done? I've gone too far. There's no more fighting. Rocky and Alfalfa realize that they acted in violence too quickly. They shake hands and apologize and like a truce is formed. And Porky, he's kind of standing off to the side, cradling Buckwheat's dead body. And like, there's a really nice shot where a single tear rolls down his cheek. It's like his Oscar moment, kind of. But before too much can happen here, another portal opens up and whisks away the three ninjas. And as the chaos dissipates, where do they arrive this time? Jamaica. They actually spend a few weeks in Jamaica doing odd jobs. This is where they are now. Colt is like a paper boy. Rocky's working at a burger stand. But the three ninjas, they get bored of this mediocre lifestyle. And they decide the only logical thing to do now is to create their own Jamaican bobsled team and compete in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> so they attempt to pursue that dream, but of course, they need a coach. So they go looking for John Candy. The actor, John Candy, Josh. And, and he's like, look, I was in Cool Running, sure, but in actuality, I don't know anything about bobsledding. Also, I'm dead. Holy shit, he's a zombie. And he goes for Tum Tum's jugular, but Tum Tum, in return, eats zombie John Candy back. That's right, Tum Tum will eat anything. I want eat dog poop. Okay, that part might be re written out. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Final portal. This is, the, this is the third act. This is a big moment in the movie. Final portal. They get sucked through, and they awake in a very large house. They see Christmas decorations. They see snow falling outside. And as the mist clears, the three ninjas look down a flight of stairs, and they see something that words cannot describe. They look into the face of pure and abject evil. They see Kevin McAllister. He's the one who's been doing all this, the madman behind it all. He's sitting at the bottom of the staircase with a portal gun. And he says, Down here, you big horses ass. After he insults them, we get some big villain exposition speech where Kevin explains how he's the one that's been sending them through portals and he's tired of other kids' movies ripping off his movie franchise. And Rocky says, but wait a minute, we're a cross between Home Alone and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then Rocky is clocked upside the head with Donatello's bow. That's right, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have aligned with Kevin McAllister against the three ninjas. Shit has gotten deep. <laughs> and Rocky says, not the Ninja Turtles too, and Donatello says, Hey, you were expecting maybe uh, the Adams family? <laughs> Good one. And then a scuffle breaks out, and this time the tables have turned. 
the three ninjas try to get Kevin, but they slip on some Hot Wheels. And then a can of paint falls down and slams Rocky in the balls. Tum Tum suffers third degree burns from a blowtorch. But in the confusion, Colt gets a hold of the portal gun and quickly forms a plan. He decides it's time to bring in some old friends. And they portal in the little rascals, their new allies. But they don't stop there. They also bring in every 90s Home Alone ripoff character you can think of. They open another portal and bring in Dennis the Menace, the 90s version. And then another portal and another portal. They're bringing in everyone. Blank check. Baby Bink from Baby's Day Out. Problem Child. Surf Ninjas. They're all here to form the Avengers, if you will, of Home Alone knockoff 90s bad kid characters. And you get that, that sweet wrapping pan around shot from the Avengers, but like with all these kids and the Avengers theme is playing. It's a pretty epic moment. I'd like to think they use that in the trailer. Anyway, huge fight. Kevin McAllister and the Ninja Turtles versus the three ninjas and every Home Alone knockoff character you can think of. These two small armies, they collide in a reality-shattering action scene to the likes of which cinema has never seen. Also, I know this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I kind of imagine like Tim Allen is there as the ref. Now this fight's going on and it just has it all. Dennis the Menace slingshots Raphael in the dick. Johnny from Surf Ninjas is sword fighting Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Problem Child takes like Michelangelo's birthday presents and like throws them in the pool. You know how how he does that? Uh, Blank Check fucking buys some shit out of a Sears catalog. I don't know whatever, you know. I don't know what his thing is. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Anyway, the fight goes on. But at the end, Kevin McAllister is badly wounded. He's kind of bleeding from his mouth, hiding in a corner. And he sees the three ninjas. They come up and find him. And Kevin says, Silly boys, you think you can defeat me? Your puny little minds can't even comprehend my true form. You can only see what your little minds allow you to see. And he starts to transform into a giant stop-motion crunchy spider. (laughs) But because he's wounded, he's like trying to slink away. But the three ninjas say, no, let's finish it once and for all. So the kids run up to the spider and they just like tear it to pieces with their bare hands. Ending the war on drugs once and for all. (laughs) Now, the Ninja Turtles see this happening and they like jump down a manhole. They run away. So our heroes have won. It's like a big moment of celebration for all of them. After a lot of handshakes, the Home Alone ripoff characters return home via the portal gun. Now, the three ninjas, they finally have a chance to breathe after all this chaos. And after a few minutes, they realize they're probably gonna be wanted for a lot of murders now. Uh, Things actually are not looking too good in that regard. But they have one last idea. They use the portal gun and they transport themselves to a nun convent in Reno where they join Whoopi Goldberg, Sister Mary Clarence in hiding. And they pretty much spend the rest of their days in this nun convent, turning nuns and local urban youth into members of the church choir. It's really a lot of fun. It's a good time. So although they are wanted for a few murders, they do get a big freeze frame while hugging and it's a big happy ending. And that's it. Now... Mm -hmm. Because of where this story ends, 
I decided to name this particular movie Three Nunjas. Now, wait a minute! And one, two, one, two. Now, if you need me, call me. No matter where you are, no matter how Thank you. Thank you. Dude, that was an epic saga. I laughed my fucking ass off. <laughs> I apologize to the listeners for that being a little long. Um, to quote George Lucas, I may have gone too far in a few places, uh, but, you know, that's what I came up with. We're not going to be doing any more Three Ninjas pitches, so I decided just throw out every idea that comes to mind, and uh, there we have it. Exactly. That's what I did. All right, so thank you guys so much, as always, for checking out our Three Ninjas pitches. I'm sorry that we lost this episode. Hopefully we can pick it up again someday. But thank you very much. We love you, and good night. <laughs>